You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 10 minutes before 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next, next with Silo Mpaha, head of city sustainability in the city of Tuane. How should South Africa and the rest of the continent approach the upcoming COP27 conference and what lessons we learn from the Paris Agreement that our cities can use in spearheading climate change programs, also in ensuring that we limit global warming. Silo, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So what do you think the approach of the country should be, I guess also the the continent as a whole. Uh, thank you, Aldrin, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. I think it should be important uh, for one to also appreciate the fact that uh, climate change is the biggest threat uh, um, that uh, um, a human uh, has ever you know, experienced in, in, in modern time. And uh, it is also now becoming more and more of a global security as it impacts on areas and populations that people tend to be forced to move away uh, from either rising sea waters or as a result of drought and uh, um, lack of uh, food uh, as a result of climate change. On the African continent itself, there has been more and more voices that are also coming up to say that despite the continent having contributed the least to the climate crisis, uh, Africa is, is hardest hit with uh, higher temperatures or um, uh, droughts or even flooding as we might have seen now, now lately. So when you have to strike the balance between this uh, uh, developmental agenda and climate goals, there needs to be that uh, sensitive uh, 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 balance that one you know uh, uh, plays out. However, on the South African continent, um, as, as as a country, we I mean as, as uh, South Africa, uh, the country has signed up for the Paris Agreement, which uh, in a way agreed that we will have to cut our emissions by 2050 uh, to a point that uh, we do not incre- uh, uh, allow the global warming to exceed the 1.5 degrees. And that uh, uh, being a signatory uh, automatically meant that South African cities, like the city of Tswani, had to develop um, climate action plans that speaks to that particular trajectory. And hence the city of Tswani joined the other uh, cities, in particular, um, cities that are member cities to the C40 Climate Leadership Group in developing this uh, very ambitious uh, strategic document. And we are, of course, part of the, 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 the basis of our plan is to engage all other stakeholders, both internally, meaning with all the key stakeholder departments, externally with the business, with communities, with the research and, and, and uh, institutions of higher learning and with all the NGOs that might be in the space to ensure that we all are on the same page yeah. in this very transition. Then how do we bring communities on board as well? Because there's also this... Um, <clears throat> It's almost like some people push against the idea of the existence of climate change and also the impact of climate change. But then there are just other people who are not that informed when it comes to climate change. And therefore, for them, it's not considered a priority. Absolutely. In terms of our climate action plan, which was uh, 
approved by Council uh, May uh, 2022 and which we launched um, uh, on the 7th of June this year. There are 10 outcomes that we aim to um, achieve as, 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 as the city. And the very uh, first one is um, ensuring that people and communities are able to uh, participate in uh, um, uh, uh, the goal of promote, promoting the safety and the health of communities um, that might be facing the climate extreme um, uh, climate risks as a, as, as a result of extreme weather patterns. What we do, we have got a currently a program which basically empowers NPOs in the city. Uh, we have partnered with NPOs that are then capacitated to go out in communities to um, demonstrate some of uh, the key elements. Uh, for example, your water harvesting, uh, rainwater harvesting uh, initiatives, your food security initiatives, but also to educate the communities that we might no longer be in the trajectory of ensuring that everyone is connected to the grid, for example, because it is one of those uh, uh, high energy uh, uh, um, uh, usage that is reliant on fossil-based uh, uh, energy generation uh, might also be shifting towards uh, alternative um, energy such as solar or gas. So these are some of the education and awareness that we went and go out to, to the communities for education and awareness. Just this past month, there was a transport month that is commemorated um, uh, throughout the country. We went out to communities to promote cycling, for instance, as an alternative um, a means of, of, of transport uh, in, in shorter distances. And we also embark on uh, awareness of saying that some of our bus fleet we will be shifting from the diesel and petrol uh, engines to either uh, CNG, um, compressed natural gas, and, or even electric in the, in the near future. So this is an ongoing engagement, and platforms such as yours, we really appreciate because then we are able to also invite further debate. We will also be inviting the academic institutions, I think in the next um, uh, two to three weeks, where we will have a symposium where we invite the researchers to come and share with us what of the uh, uh, interventions that can be embedded yeah. within our plan that can be shared with the, with the, with the broader communities. Silo, thank you so much for your time. Silo Mpaha, Head of uh, City Sustainability in the city of Tuane, and of course COP27, sorry, 27 rather, um, kicks off on the 6th of November. That is on Sunday up until the 18th of November. It's taking place in Egypt.